Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hey Mickey, the podcast. I'm Kaden. And I'm Connor. And we are here to give you some Disney Parks magic each and every week. You are listening to episode 27. Y'all, thank you so much for being here. We love getting to have so many interactions and discussions and all of that with all of our followers and all of our listeners. That's honestly just what makes Hey Mickey Co. so much fun for us. So thank you. All right, Kaden, what are we talking about in today's episode? So today we are doing a full recap of our recent four parks, one day challenge experience. So we spent a whole day going to all four Disney World parks with a checklist to complete at each of those parks. And in addition to that, we also tested the speed of every form of transportation between parks to see what was the fastest. All right, let's just jump right in. It is time for our main attraction. Main attraction. So our four parks, one day challenge. Here's the details. So at each park, we had to complete three tasks. Um, At each park, we had to do one ride. Mm -hmm. Um, This had to be considered an attraction and was not a stationary thing. Right. (laughs) Then we also had one show, which required some kind of like theater style seating. And it could be technically an attraction or not an attraction as long as it was a show and had that seating. Um, And then it also one snack at each park. Basically, we just had to eat something there. Nothing really super specific about that. That one was not hard. Yeah. So we actually went with our friends, Wesley and Lydia. Um, You can find Lydia and all of their adventures at Moving to the Mouse on Instagram. Uh, But they have become some of our park friends and they have joined us for this whole experience and kind of helped us plan all of this out. So on the day we picked to do this, the last park was open until 9 p.m. That was Magic Kingdom. And so because of the new park hopping rules where park hopping starts at 2 p.m., we had about seven hours to accomplish all of our goals in three parks. Right. We decided to start our day at Animal Kingdom since it closed the earliest. And then we went to Hollywood Studios, then to Epcot, then ended the day at Magic Kingdom. And we also did that because we wanted to be able to kind of use all the different methods of transportation. Like we knew we wanted to go either from Hollywood Studios to Epcot or from Epcot to Hollywood Studios because we wanted to be able to use the Skyliner. And so that kind of helped us formulate, you know, if Magic Kingdom was at the end and we wanted to do uh, Hollywood Studios to Epcot, then we kind of adjusted all of those according to those specifications. So we started there. So that was the park that we had to make our park reservation for. Um, because with the new park hopping, you do have to make a reservation at your first park and you have to go and check in there and enter the park before you can hop to any other parks. Also, we chose Animal Kingdom first because we kind of thought it was more out of the way of all the others. And so if we started there, then once we drove back to the other parks, we wouldn't really have to make our way all the way out there. Turns out it really isn't as far as you kind of think that it is, but that had more of a factor than the hours, I think. It just made sense for that to be the place for us to start. So we drove there and we parked, 
and then we got into the park around 11.25. Right, and what we're going to do as we go through all this, we're going to kind of give you like a time breakdown. So um, that way, as you listen to this, you can kind of get an understanding of, all right, so at this point, we got to this. And um, luckily, we were able to really timestamp everything that we did. So that way, we could kind of see exactly how much time we spent in each park, how long each thing took. Um, and it's really kind of good for research for future challenges that we'll be attempting to do as well. So since Animal Kingdom was our first park, we did have like a little more time to kind of wander around. So we got in at 11.25, um, looked at some of the shops and stuff, and then we did our first ride at 11.50. Um, and we actually decided to ride Triceratops Spin. Um, it was definitely the shortest wait time. So that played a big factor in why we picked that for our ride. Yes, and we did also go, so all of this took place on a Saturday. And so because of that, the crowds were a little bit more present than, you know, if we were to go on a Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, in the middle of the week. So we definitely wanted to play it safe and get the things done at the beginning as quickly as we could. So that way we were setting ourselves up for success for later on. So yes, we did Triceratops spin, got off of that. And uh, once we got done there, we went over to the It's Tough to Be a Bug attraction and or show and the queue actually took us a little while to get through that was actually the longest i've ever had to wait for that show but we actually made it into the show around 12 25 and uh so that was the show that that we watched so then after it's tough to be a bug um it was time for our snack so we decided to go and try mr kamal's seasoned fries because um, we'd always passed it, but we've never had a chance to try it before. Right. Um, so that was a really good snack to have. Um, the fries are very well seasoned and come with two different dipping sauces. Yeah, it's the sauces that are the, the best part. Highly recommend going in. If you're planning on getting fries, go over there so you can get these really good sauces. Super good. But we had those at about 12.55, so about 30 minutes after the show. And then... We also heard about the Valentine special strawberry soft serve ice cream over at the Anandapur. Anandapur. Over there at that ice cream truck. And so we had to have that. So we ended up getting two snacks, but we went over and got that one about 20 minutes after we got the fries. So at that point, we had basically done all three things. We rode Triceratops Spin. We saw It's Tough to Be a Bug. We had our fries and our soft serve, and it was about 1.15. So almost two hours after we got in, we completed our whole checklist. So at 1.34 is when we actually departed Animal Kingdom. So at this point, this is where we split up for the first time. Uh, one group decided to go back to the car and drive to Hollywood Studios, and then the other group went and took the bus over to Hollywood Studios. So my group did the bus, and we walked straight over to the bus stop. However, there was already a bus there that was completely full. So we obviously couldn't get on that bus, and we had to wait for the next bus to show up. So that did kind of delay us as far as getting out of there on our way to our next park. The bus that was full did sit there for a while, 
So we're not sure since it was still like not quite time for park hopping yet if they did have to kind of wait around till closer to time to leave. But we did have to wait a little while at the bus stop, so that did delay us as far as taking the bus. Um, but once we got on the bus, it was a pretty quick trip over to Hollywood Studios. And as the driver the entire day, being me, that, that was me, I had a pretty quick experience for this one. Uh, we all left Animal Kingdom, like walked out of the exit at 134 and we had scanned into Hollywood Studios two minutes before park hopping technically begins. So at 1.58, I scanned into Hollywood Studios, and so it took me about 24 minutes from the to get from the gates of Animal Kingdom to the gates of Hollywood Studios. So not that bad of a process, and we actually ended up getting to the park 11 minutes faster than... Um, when they were waiting for the bus. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And we also learned that they will let you into your next park about like f at least like 15 minutes or so before two o'clock. Um, so if you do get there before two, they will still let you in. Right. But yeah, so we took the bus. We scanned into Hollywood Studios at 2.09. Um, so it took about 35 minutes riding the bus from Animal Kingdom to Hollywood Studios. But again, that was partly because we had to wait on another bus to get there. So we arrived in Hollywood Studios, and the first thing that we did was went over to see, uh, do our show, and we went and saw, uh, I guess it's technically Mickey and Minnie's vacation fun, and we had never done that before. That was a completely new show for us to see. Uh, what'd you think of it? It was really good. So it's basically just one of the like Mickey and Minnie Mouse short animation films. But it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It's not something we normally would think about doing while we're at Hollywood Studios. But since we had to watch the show, um, you know, we're kind of limited. So um, I was glad we went, we went and did it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I just never heard anything about it before. And so when it was suggested, we were like, that's a good idea. And then turns out it's actually pretty good and worth watching. So. If you are going and you haven't seen it yet, definitely do like your big attractions first. But if you have time, I would say do it. So we started watching Vacation Fun at 2.25. It's probably what, like a 15 minute show? Yeah, and we did have to wait for a little bit too. Yeah, uh, so then at 2.55, so about 30 minutes later, was when we were able to do our ride. Um, and we decided to do Alien Swirling Saucers. Again, it had a short wait time, which is always really good at Hollywood Studios, as a lot of the rides there do have really long wait times. So that worked out really well. It was We only waited maybe 10 minutes in line for that. Yeah, it was not a long wait. And we did actually go into Toy Story Land kind of saying, maybe we'll go do Toy Story Mania. And then it just kind of worked out where Swirling Saucers was the ideal one in terms of getting things done quickly and efficiently. So that was the best one to go with. So we rode that at 2.55, got off of that a few minutes later. We decided it would be best to do a snack close by. So it worked out perfect for us to go and get the Num Num cookie, which is over in the Pixar Place area. It's basically, if you remember, it's where the Toy Story Mania entrance like used to be, like that whole area that a lot of times is blocked off. And I'm not really sure why. Yeah. 
But we went over there and got that snack. And once we got that, then we had completed all three things. So we did our show, Vacation Fun. We did our ride, Alien Swirling Saucers. And we had our snack, the Num Num Cookie. So then all we had to do was just get to the front of the park and depart from there and then go on to our next park. Hollywood Studios and Epcot both have a lot of different options for transportation. So obviously we did have one group take the car and drive between the two. But of course there's also the Skyliner, there's the bus, and there's the friendship boats. So we didn't have enough people to also take the bus, but we did try the Skyliner and the friendship boats. So I rode the Skyliner and it actually took a lot longer than we expected. Um, we thought it would just kind of be a quick trip over. We left Hollywood Studios, we didn't have to wait in line very long there. Um, and obviously that takes you over to the Caribbean Beach Station. That was really the part that delayed us. Once we got to the Caribbean Beach Station, there was a really long line to get on the Skyliner to Epcot. So we probably waited in line like 10 to 15 minutes there. Um, and so that really delayed us as far as taking the Skyliner between the two parks. So we left Hollywood Studios at 3.32. We did not scan into Epcot from the Skyliner until 4.06. It took about 34 minutes total to get from Hollywood Studios to Epcot from the Skyliner. We all departed Hollywood Studios at like 3.30, 3.32. I had found my car, got into the car, drove from Hollywood Studios over to Epcot, parked, got inside in 18 minutes. So I was in Epcot by 3.50, um, which means that I got in there 16 minutes before the Skyliner crew arrived. We did end up on opposite ends because, of course, if you take the Skyliner, you're going to come in at the International Gateway near France. If you come in by parking, you're going to come in through the mess that is currently Future World that will become other stuff but that's how you get in obviously if you park so we came in at different areas but it was significantly shorter to go by car for this experience specifically yeah this really surprised us like i remember i was still on the skyliner i think going through the riviera station and i look at my phone to see where connor is and he's literally already like in Epcot, like next to the Seas Pavilion. And I was like, there's no way they made it there that fast. But like you did, it was See, crazy. And the whole time I was thinking that we were gonna get there first. And you can know that because just a little bit of behind the scenes, when we were at Hollywood Studios, we were talking about going to Trolley Cart Cafe because we were like, we need to get Starbucks. Like we need to get some coffee in us before we continue our day. And it was a really long line. So we were like, okay, we're gonna meet up at the Epcot Starbucks. So everybody send in, like text your order to in this group chat. And then whoever gets there first, we can like place the order if we're there like a few minutes before people. And so I basically said something along the lines of believing that I was going to be there first. And others did not agree with me. They were like, well, I don't know, we might get there before you. And I was like, okay, that's, that's fair, maybe. 
But the whole time I was like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. I think we're going to get in there pretty fast. I just thought the whole process of like getting all the way out to your car, having to drive between the two, kind of drive around and then having to park again and then like walk all the way to the entrance. I just thought it would take a lot longer than the Skyliner, which you can get on like right outside the park and then you land right outside the park. I don't know. But I will even say... So at Hollywood Studios, we were not far from the entrance, but Epcot, we were. Like, we were all the way at the end of a of a row of cars where you had to walk all the way down that row and then, like, all the way up to the front entrance. So, I mean, it's not like we just got lucky with parking. There was a little bit of walking involved. That was definitely the longest line for at the Caribbean Beach Station getting on to the Skyliner for Epcot. Normally, we haven't had a long line there, so I would be interested to see how fast the Skyliner would be had there been no line there, if that would have made any difference. Well, but. I okay, so I definitely think it might have cut off like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but we still would have gotten in before. Yeah. Oh, and also, so Wesley took the boat to kind of test that out and see how that went, and the boat actually took even longer. Now, I do think he said something about the boat driver was, like, super nice and was, like, waiting on a family, like, all the way across the place to, like, get to the boat because he knew they were coming that way. Yeah. So they ended up, like, waiting for a little while, but um, it did still end up taking him... What, like 38 minutes? Yeah. Almost 40 minutes to, to get there. So um, he was the last one to to meet up with us. Not too different from the Skyliner, like four minutes more. Yeah. But that one is probably going to be more consistently slower. Like you might could shave off some time with the Skyliner, at least like if it doesn't stop and you don't have to like wait at that station. But the boat will probably, because it has to stop at every resort on the way. So I think we've officially determined if you're going between Hollywood Studios and Epcot, Driving is probably the fastest. I didn't know that there was a bus option between Hollywood and Epcot. I thought Skyliner was the only option. Oh, maybe it is. I thought that because, like, they don't offer resort buses. Yeah, at, like that's at true. Caribbean okay. Beach. At Caribbean Beach, they don't provide buses to, to go over to or Epcot studios because they want you to take the Skyliner. That's right. right. Okay. So maybe bus is not offered. Maybe not. Maybe I, I think I was wrong about that. Hmm. Okay, well, because I was going to say, maybe bus would be faster, but I don't even think that's an option. No, I think it would be in pre-COVID times. All right, so now we're all in Epcot, and obviously it took us quite a while to, like, all meet up, and then I think it took us quite a while to just, like, like put together what had happened because we all got there at such different times. And yes. I had had like a good 20 minutes of relaxation. But we were in Epcot and we did start off at Starbucks. We did that approximately at 4.30. We went through the line, got Starbucks, refueled, and we were ready to keep moving. Then we went over to our snack. Since Festival of the Arts obviously was still going on, we decided to go to one of the booths to get our snack. Um, so we returned to one of our favorites from the Pop Eats booth. Is that the name of it? That is it. Um, the tomato soup and grilled cheese. Now they have two different kinds of this. We got both. There's one that just comes with like a regular normal grilled cheese and then one that comes with a French onion and bacon grilled cheese. Both are really good. I think probably the French onion and bacon's Yeah, the one with bacon is definitely better. It is one of my favorite dishes. Honestly, I want to go get it one more time before the festival is done. I don't know if we'll get to do that. Actually, we won't get to do that now that I'm thinking about it. 
which is kind of sad, but that is definitely that's like my that's my favorite I think from all of that. Yeah. But yeah, it's so that was good. our that was our snack. So after we ate, we went over to the land, and we decided that the land pavilion was going to provide everything that we needed to mark off of our list for the evening, and we wouldn't have to wait that long, and it would be very quick and efficient. So we went over and saw the show Awesome Planet. We watched that. We got in our seats and watched that be, uh, at 5.35. We had never seen this one either. It was interesting. Yeah, this was a show. We always have passed it, obviously, coming into the land. And I'm always like, oh, we should go watch that. And Connor and I always, always go, like, no. uh, and then we keep walking. Yeah, we finally had the chance to do it. And I was surprised, like, how big of a theater this show has. It's like a two-level theater like almost like a movie theater yeah well i was surprised how steep of a theater it was that was my big thing i was like wow this thing like you can walk down for a little while yeah i was really just surprised to find that back there and i'm surprised they don't use it for other shows too like they just only show this one awesome planet awesome planet but yeah. uh it was pretty interesting not that long it was pretty short yeah, it kind of reminds me of Soren, but it's different. But it makes sense that it's like in that same pavilion. It definitely fits in with the land pavilion. And speaking of the land, after the show, we walked downstairs and went right into the ride, living with the land. And so we went through and we rode through that. But at that point, we had done all three of our things. We got our snack, the tomato soup and grilled cheese. We saw our show, Awesome Planet, and we rode our ride, Living with the Land. Yeah, and we could have made that even shorter because technically we could have also done our snack in the Land Pavilion because there is food in there. That is true. But we did really want the tomato soup and grilled cheese, so. Yes, it was a need, not yeah. a want. <laughs> so then finally it was time for us to leave Epcot. So we all left around 6.23. Yeah. And then split up, one group drove, and then the other group took the bus. Yes. All right. So here's how this all took place. Again, left at 623. Now, those that did not take the bus had to go not to Magic Kingdom, but to the TTC. So at this point, we actually had one more person. Um, our friend Allison joined us as well. And so we had a group that, well, we had three that went over to park at the TTC, and then two took the bus. And once we got over uh, for the TTC, we parked, we got to the TTC, we got through security, all that stuff. And then we split up and did both the monorail and the ferry. So that way we could also test the times for that. The bus for this particular time ended up getting there first. Yes, so we took the bus and we actually had to wait a really long time at Epcot in order to get on the bus. We got to the Magic Kingdom bus stop. There was no bus there. We stood there for what felt like 15 minutes waiting on a bus to show up. So I do think had we gotten to the bus stop right as a bus was coming, we could have gotten to Magic Kingdom even faster. But we did have to stand there and wait a while on the bus. But once we got on there, it was a pretty quick trip. And obviously, the bus saves you time by not having to go to the TTC. They drop you off like right at the front of Magic Kingdom. We scanned in to Magic Kingdom at 6.56. So it was, I think, 33 minutes. So 
the shortest, one of the shortest times, um, as far as transportation and the one time that the bus actually won. So while we were on the ferry, right as we were kind of docking to Magic Kingdom is when we got the text of them letting us know that they had scanned into Magic Kingdom. So we were just a couple of minutes behind them. Um, we scanned in two minutes later um, at 6.58. It took us 35 minutes to get from the exit of Epcot to the entrance of Magic Kingdom, which is I mean, not really that bad, but yes, you do have to do a lot more when you have to go all the way through the TTC. Yeah. And then, like I said, we also tried to test the monorail, but of course the monorail ended up, there was some kind of issue with it. And so after they loaded, they didn't take off for like another 10 minutes. So the time that we had recorded was actually um, like seven or eight minutes after we had already all arrived, which we know is not accurate because... Typically, that doesn't take place. So had the monorail been working, I think we all would have arrived like within the same like two minutes or so. Yeah. And obviously, had we been able to get on a bus right away, we would have gotten there a lot sooner than y'all. That's true, but that didn't happen. So you guys only made it like two minutes faster. But I think we can confirm that at this point, from what we learned from transportation, the Driving is always fastest, except when going to Magic Kingdom, simply because you have to deal with the TTC. Right. But I do wonder how much faster would it be if the Epcot monorail was available? Because obviously right now you cannot ride that. But if you could go from Epcot to the TTC on the monorail and then directly onto the monorail to Magic Kingdom, would that be the fastest route? I don't know. Uh, we'll never know, I mean, until they open, and then we'll definitely do this and figure it out. Right. All right, so we were all there right around 7, and so we still had two more hours in the park to get our three things done, and we were feeling good about it. So around 7.25, we got on our ride for Magic Kingdom, which was, of course, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. This is pretty much a must-do for us every time we go to Magic Kingdom. So it only made sense for it to be our ride. Yeah, I'm starting to like this ride more and more every day. And I'm starting to hate it more and more because I used to be really good at it, and now it's like I can't get anything. Meanwhile, um, Connor gets Galactic Hero every time now, so it's just... My new goal is to get double Galactic Hero, but I'm, I'm getting close, but I'm just not there yet. And meanwhile, I can't get any points, so... But we went through, did Space Ranger spin. Oh, yeah, we put out a poll for that. And people thought that I was definitely not the one that got uh, Galactic Hero. I used to be really good at it. I don't know what happened. Yeah, well, now everyone knows. It's now me. <laughs> we went over to Fantasyland. And around 7.50, we got to do our show. And we did actually have to wait for a little bit for this one, but we did Magic, And so we went and saw Mickey and the orchestra and all that stuff. We got our last show out of the way, too. The last thing we had to do for the whole day was get our snack at Magic Kingdom. Of course, we kind of just been snacking all day. So at this point, we were just like, I think we need a full meal. Yeah, it so was time. So we went to Cosmic Rays and got our spicy chicken sandwich and fries. So that was a great way to end the day. We went there around like 8.30. Um, and then we got done with like a few minutes left before park close. 
So we decided to do a, a bonus ride to end the day. Yes. So, of course, we went over to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad because that one is a whole lot of fun to ride, especially at night. And funny enough, we actually were in, we got to the front of the line and we're like getting into our cart at nine o'clock that evening. Once it hit nine o'clock and everything was done, there was no way to do anything else. We had done all of our stuff. We rode Space Ranger Spin. We saw our show, fell our magic. We had our snack, technically our whole meal at Cosmic Rays. And we even did our bonus ride, Big Thunder Mountain. So that was the end of our Four Parks One Day Adventure. I feel like we learned a lot, um, especially about park-to-park -park transportation. I thought we would run into more issues with park hopping, but we really didn't. And just like a breakdown of each park. So from scan in to scan out. Well, technically not scan out, but from scan in to walking back out of that park, we spent two hours and 10 minutes in Animal Kingdom. We spent about an hour and 35 minutes in Hollywood Studios. We spent about two and a half hours in Epcot. Well, I spent two and a half hours in Epcot. You guys spent closer <laughs> to like two hours in Epcot. And then we spent almost three hours in Magic Kingdom, but that was because we hung out afterwards in the park for quite a while. But we got everything done in honestly like an hour and 40 minutes or something like that. Obviously, we had to do a snack in every park. Which snack felt like it arrived to you at just like the, had like the best timing? It was like, okay, I really needed this snack and it was the most satisfying. Probably our meal at the end of the day because like I, like I said, we had just been eating snacks all day. And at this point, I was just like, I need like real food, not just like ice cream or popcorn. Like I yeah. want like a meal. That was probably the most satisfying to me. What about you? Honestly, I would have to say the fries in Animal Kingdom. <laughs> um, I've been wanting to try those uh, sauces, and this was just the right opportunity. I was not like starving, but I was a little bit hungry. And I was like, I could definitely use something, and uh, that definitely solved the problem. All right, so what snack felt the most inconvenient? Which, which one was like, oh, this is not timed really well, but we do have to eat something, so I'll just eat this. For me, probably the num num cookie. At that point, I really just wanted coffee. So like, I really wanted to go to Starbucks, but we had to eat something. And so I wasn't that hungry after just eating the fries and the ice cream Yeah. not too long before. So I feel like I wasn't in the best place to f first try the num num cookie. Yeah. I understand that. What about you? Oh, exact same, actually. Okay. <laughs> I it okay, num num cookie is is good. It's not my favorite. Yeah. It's and it was like It was really heavy for like the time we were at. Yeah, I, I still like it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if it was an option, I would have rather had like two things at Epcot versus one thing at studios during that time yeah. now actually if we ended up being able to go to like woody's lunchbox and get like split some tachos or something i probably would have been fine with that but that one just felt the, the most inconvenient in terms of like what we were trying to accomplish and how we felt 
One thing I really did enjoy about this challenge, though, was that I feel like we got to experience some things that we hadn't even tried in the parks before because we were forced to do, like, a ride and a show and, like, in a specific amount of time. So we kind of did, like, the rides with the shorter wait times that we might normally skip. And we got to watch some shows that we would also normally have skipped. So, like, this was my first time to ride Triceratops Spin. This was our first time watching Vacation Fun and Awesome Planet. So, it was, I feel like it was a really good opportunity to try some new things. Yeah. Do you think that we have time to add one more item to our checklist for each park? I definitely think so. You know, hearing that, like, park hopping is not going to start till 2 p.m. And we're trying to do all four parks. Like, I really thought that we would feel more rushed for time yeah but we really didn't well obviously animal kingdom was our first park so we knew we were gonna have more downtime there but like we had time to kind of sit and chill at epcot we ended up having a lot of time left even by the time we got to our last park magic kingdom so i mean i feel like time wise we had time to do a lot of stuff i feel like we probably could have done like two attractions one show one snack and really it just comes down to like trimming the fat of like what we did because we did have a lot of times where it was we just kind of hung out and we were like all right let's let's think through what we want to do next if we really wanted to be more efficient and like do more things on that checklist all we have to do is just kind of already decide all right this is what we're going to do and then we go in we go from one thing to the next to the next to the next but yeah i think we could probably get even more done if we if we really tried yeah, and I think also, too, like, we went to Hollywood Studios, and we kind of stayed more towards the front of the park. We didn't go all the way back to Galaxy's Edge. Same with Epcot. We didn't go, like, all the way around the World Showcase. You know, we kind of stayed more efficient and tried to do more in one area. So I felt like that gave us more time as well. Right. So when it comes to traveling between parks, not, like, on a case-by-case -case basis, universally, what's the best option? Driving is the fastest. Yeah, you're right. I just wanted to make sure that you acknowledged that. Yes, so. driving is the fa <laughs> fastest except for Magic Kingdom. Right, but universally. Yes. Also, driving uh, for us, you know, and I know your bus took a while to get there and to pick you up, <laughs> but we were only a couple minutes behind. And maybe even if the monorail was a couple minutes faster, it would be the same amount of time. I so think the... driving could be the fastest like all around i think it's yeah it's just being able to kind of control your own destiny i guess in that like you're walking to your car you get yeah. in it you drive you're not having to wait on any kind of disney transportation so i do think yeah driving is probably the fastest sometimes it feels more inconvenient Oh, it's definitely more work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got to walk. You've got to drive yourself. You've got to park and go through and scan in like at the, what's it called? The parking entrance thing, <laughs> whatever that is, where the person has to scan your yeah. card and, and or let you pay. You have to do that. Then you have to go follow some attendants to be parked. Then you have to walk all the way back up to the entrance and go through the same thing again. You do cut out a lot of the work when you're not driving, but it does take some time. Yeah. So what is our next challenge going to be? It sounds like our next challenge might possibly be four parks, four hours. Yeah. One of our favorite listeners sent us this challenge. So now, of course, we have to try it. So... 
Four yeah. parks, four hours. It sounds so ambitious. And we have to decide what all we're going to do during that time. Like, I think we can easily do one attraction. Yes. Can we do more? That's the question. I don't know. I don't know either. This one's going to be intense. Yes. Also, we're going to have to drive because we oh, need to 100%. be in, We have to be in control of our fate, not the buses. Yes. All right. That is our episode for today. Thank you all for hanging out with us and for continuing to listen and support our podcast. If you can, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a rating and a review. And be sure to subscribe to Hey Mickey the Podcast anywhere you download your podcast. To keep up with the latest news and all of our adventures, follow us on Instagram at HeyMickeyCo. And you can always head on over to HeyMickeyCo.com to see everything we're up to all in one place. Thanks to our music producer, Andrew Hunt. You can find him at Andrew HVNT. Have a great week, everyone. See you later.